0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: This is the Anfield Wrap in association with Reds Bet. Uh, if you don't know what Reds Bet is, it's a gambling company where they share 50% of their profits with Liverpool supported related causes and ideas and initiatives uh, and this is the ops free show this week, it's also our post-match show in the immediate aftermath of Liverpool playing against Dortmund, we're aware of a time zone thing but we also want to talk about the fact that we're really pleased to be in Charlotte and um, we talk about Charlotte throughout the show, we've also got clips from the mix zone that we did uh, where John grabbed Virgil van Dijk, Adam Alana and Jurgen Klopp especially for really good conversation. so that's going to be coming at the end of this as well, but the reason I haven't put this on for three years this is what the fact that people subscribe to what we do is one of the reasons why we're able to come out and do this. And the fact that people come to free to the live shows that we do is another way in which we can pay for all of this. So we're putting this one out as an example of the sort of stuff we try to do after every match, looking into what's going on with the game and all of that sort of stuff. And we're trying to put that out for you right now. So if you've been thinking about subscribing, now's a great time to do so. Liverpool are in really good nick. They're in really good shape this season. We're excited about it. Let me pass it over anyway to the start of what was meant to be the post-match show that we've decided to put out as our free show. Uh, this this week, and we just really hope you enjoy it. Here is the post match show uh, after Liverpool have got beaten by three goals to one against Borussia Dortmund in Charlotte. We are in our hotel lobby uh, having a little drink, having rushed back post the game itself. Uh, in order to do the show for you, uh, I've got Gareth Roberts and John Gibbons with me to talk about the game, but we'll also have a chat about Charlotte. And we're going to end this with uh, some clips. Well, the entirety of our chats, John's chats, in the mixed zone with uh, Virgil van Dijk, Adam Lallana, and Jurgen Klopp. They're going to be all sitting there listening uh, for you. Well, available for you to listen to as well. Uh, we've had a lovely day in Charlotte, uh, Gareth. The first thing you've got to say that was Liverpool went in one in up at half time look comfortable look like it was all fine all the changes get made second half and i think it's fair to say dortmund played the sip the better stuff in the second half of the match
2: yeah i mean first half there wasn't a lot going on was there, if we're all being honest and i think um, you know there's a few little moments from the hood uh, where he starts a of breaking towards the box um but but not a whole lot to talk about in that first half really and then you know not a nice set piece a great header from virgil uh, and then obviously you know all the changes come second half I think um I think I actually thought Liverpool did okay at times in the second half. Obviously Sturridge was looking influential again. Um, you know, Ojo should score. Um you know, it's a bit it's a bit lucky from the keeper that it hits him in that way and ends up hitting the bar, but nevertheless I think, you know, once he's put through by a great bit of skill from, from Sturridge and a great ball, um, he, he should put that away. And, and and the fact that he doesn't sort of lets lets them back into it. Um doesn't look the greatest of defender on some of the goals. I think um, there, was, there was definitely, I think, the third goal, Moreno. Um, he, he just seemed to pause for a moment. And I thought he could have made it. He could have got over there quicker to close them down. Um, obviously, Carrias just palms it into the, the, the path of um, for the third as well. So, you know, he doesn't punch it away far enough. Doesn't doesn't, doesn't get rid. Um, and, and he had that moment's first half as well. And another mad one where he just gives it to them and the lads should finish that as well. Um, so yeah I mean hard to sort of it's the usual context of pre-season isn't it and all that kind of thing but I think um, you know you, you wouldn't be too down about it because because it is pre-season um, and, and it's not the team that will start against West West Ham and all that kind of stuff but nevertheless it, it's disappointing you want to win these and I asked Klopp that question in the press conference the other day about, about you know we can all say it's pre-season. We can all say it's about fitness, but I, I think you want to win. It, it, it's still, you know, the footballers, we're fans. We've come all this way, and that kind of thing, you know, and all the fans that were there today and loving it. They want to see Liverpool win, and you know, the where I was sat second half, there's a lot of Dortmund supporting Americans around, and they were absolutely loving it. And that was a bit of a shame. This, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> what, what, what about our boys enjoying it? You know what I mean? So yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, Dorman were delighted to win. That's worth, but you know, they really celebrated, and the manager did as well. Really celebrated the goals, and so they were thrilled. It was obviously something for whatever reason. Um, there's probably a few reasons, but you know, they were really pleased to win. And I think Gareth's right in what he says about you know, there was, there was some good play. I think he's it's interesting the teams he's picked because he picks sort of the first ish choice defence first half, and then the first ish attack choice second half doesn't he and so and so does you see that basically first half we look very solid it didn't look like you can see it then big Virgil gets the goal from the from the corner I and mean, you know it's a professional performance but there's not loads of stand moments attacking wise where the second half we actually look more dangerous thought Kaita's is excellent he's really he's really coming along now first few games you know he was he was playing a bit within himself i think you know the last two Blackbeard, then here today. Just, just he's starting to pair. he glides past people. He's I'm really excited about him now, and I think they are genuinely in Liverpool as well. I think they're sort of keeping him under hat a little bit, and why not? and Maybe I should as well, but I can't help it, Neil. <laughs> uh, but he's he's really starting to pair, and so uh, I think second half we we, we um, generally we attacked much better, um, but defensively we weren't as good because it's a, it's the second choice if you like as well. So. You know, so I think what I'm trying to say is I'm not too downbeat about the fact that we got beats. I understand Gareth's point that you want to win these things, and I agree with that because I just always want Liverpool to win. But I think, you know, basically, if we're putting a um, full strength team out and, and you sort of combine the defensive solidity of the first half with the attack and prowess of the second, I think there's a good Liverpool team in there, and, and obviously much more to come. It I nice to my own knocking about, wasn't it? Not just to uh, shake Kenny Cannon's hand.
1: It was nice to see Mo knocking about. It was nice to me, and Mane as well. Manny having a lovely laugh when we came through the mix zone. He was actually having a lovely chat with, um, with Naby Keita. Uh, it was noticeable the two of them like exited together and appeared to be sort of having a nice time. But I think that the, the thing that struck me about the second half was was the vulnerability. that The Dortmund goals do not come as any surprise. You, know, you got the impression every single time they ran at Liverpool that you could get something out of it, Gareth, in that second half. I think even in the first half, I thought... I've really enjoyed watching Fabinho in the domestic pre season friendlies. I thought, first off, there's a couple of times you have to make tactical fouls, which is fine, but we've not really had to see him do that. For the first time, he did look a little bit stretched by opposition movement. For the first time, it didn't look like it was a walk in the park for him. It was the first time it looked like it was a proper match.
2: Yeah, but it was, it was a little bit messy, though, wasn't it, as well? In that, you know, he was. I don't think he really knew what he was meant to be doing you know what I mean? You had Lalana kicking around deep, dead close to him, dead close to him and, and, and sort of like, you know I, I think he was a little bit confused by what was going on and where people were and it was a bit of a you know, Gibbo says a bit, bit of a strange team and I think it is a little bit of a strange team but but, you know, they trained this morning as well, and, and Klopp said that it was quite an intense session. I think you saw that as well. You know, even, even and it was absolutely boiling, we haven't mentioned that either. <laughs> it, it was 30-odd degrees, and it was like, you know, it, it was tough just sort of sitting there and watching it. So, running around full tilt and trying to have a game of footy in it. You know, there was a couple of water breaks, obviously, and things like that. Um, I think Klopp's had a bit of a go at people for sort of switching off and, and not being on it. Um, you know on their goals he, he said something like uh, they, they had a water break when it wasn't a water break um, but I don't know yeah he 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 for me looked a little bit confused and a little bit out of it and a little yeah you know for the first time as you say you saw where you know it's going to take a little bit of time for him to settle in to get used to what he's the manager's asking of him. he, he said that a couple of times the manager and I was well I mean we, we kept saying amongst ourselves he's always playing really really deep almost like a centre half deep um, and the manager said that's not what I want, basically. He wants him higher up the pitch, obviously. He wants him maybe even contributing going forward a little bit more. Uh, but, but I think we'll see all that. You know, it's, it's early days, he's settling in and all the rest of it. But yeah, I, I mean, it's not a concern, is it? But you're right to highlight it. Yeah, it, it, it struck me as one of the
1: things that you took from the first 45. But it's also what's going to happen when you come up against good players. And I think that there's something in the fact that they've, you know, suddenly they've got some really good players. You've got to see that throughout the whole of the game. Um, but what we did get to see as well though was that Liverpool were were happy to stand up to that challenge I felt and, and you know you were trying to talk about the attack on Pro West John before in that second half. It is really strange I think watching watching this Daniel Sturridge in that you've you've tried to you've tried to talk yourself out of the Daniel Sturridge conversation. We've all done it one way or another. But you're currently watching someone who, and I think it is. I think it is partially because of Keita, So you do wonder what Keita might do when he's got Firmino, Mane, and Salah to work with. But you are suddenly seeing this 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 player who's not, not for the, he's the most unlike the player he's been before. If you know what I mean, he really he really is trying to do something a little bit different.
3: I think he's tried his best. Yeah, look, I think the West Brom moved. Obviously, the loan move didn't happen for him at all, and I think he's come back to, and just. I mean, I'm trying to guess what he's thinking here, but. You know, I think he, he knows he's got a year left and so maybe that's on his mind and thinking. well, it's now or never for Liverpool, but also as well, if I don't do anything this year, then then who's going to take me and he's at, a, he's at a real crossroads in his career, Daniel, and I think he is trying to show a little bit more, but it's interesting how Jürgen's using him because he's using him very much as a centre-forward. I know he's dropping deep, but it's very much through the centre, whereas Solanke he's, he's pushing out wide, Origi pushing out wide, and they're doing that to accommodate storage. And that suggests to me that there is a little bit of. There's something going on there, and it, I don't know whether it's, it's shop window stuff or whether it's. I might need Daniel Sturridge as a second choice centre fireworks behind for me, you know, and I think it might be that one because, as I say, like, um, you know, Solanke he's, he's, he's playing wide left, and I'm. Not telling me that Solanke wants to play there. You know, it's not it's not happening for him at all out there, but he but he's but you know, so if so if Solanke was his second or third choice, number nine going into the season, he'd be playing him up front. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think like there's something in that and I think, you know, a as well, there's you know, when he's played with a it's Origi has been the one who's gone out wide and he's playing centre forward, so there's something going on there. Whether it's, as I say, whether it's he wants started scoring a few goals in pre-season and playing centre forward, so we can get better money for him. But I don't think Eriksen really thinks like that. I think maybe he's thinking, look, you know, it's hard. We've all talked about it. How, how do you how do you get a, another Firmino? You know, how do you get someone who's going to come in and be Firmino? When Firmino wasn't there, because it's it's where where it is he? Does he want to come? Does he want to do that role? I think they've got their eyes on Brewster, but, but Brewster's injured at the moment, so maybe they're thinking, if we can just get a good year out of Danny, then, and, then, and then maybe Brewster's ready, maybe that's how they're thinking As I, I'm guessing here, but but it is interesting how he's using in pre-season. What,
1: it is interesting how they're using Sturridge, and there's a flip side to that. It's interesting how Uriigi Gareth is, I think, you know, consider the fact that this is a pre-season where he's got a real opportunity, or you'd have thought he's got a real opportunity to shine, how much he is and shining in these games, and you could see it today. Today he was toiling away. I don't think the work isn't there. I think the work is there. You know, this isn't a, this isn't a conversation about his character or anything like that. It's a, convers- it's a conversation around his quality, and you you're really struggling to see to see how it happens for him and amongst these players.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, like I, the manager said, didn't he? It was an opportunity for him. I think you know he's come back from uh, a fairly unsuccessful loan spell, and you know. Preseason season is this chance for him to take, you know, who knows who's going to start against West Ham because you don't know where they're going to be fitness-wise and all the rest of it. And I imagine he knows himself that he's got to be taking these opportunities, but he really isn't. I mean, I think he's been poor across the preseason games that he's played in so far. He's not been taking chances when he's got them, uh, the ball's bouncing off him. As you say, he's toiling away and he's running and stuff like that. But, you know, very often it seems to be that, you know, the move breaks down at his feet. Or he, he, you know, he makes the wrong decision. And
1: the manager in the ground in that first half, did you see? He was screaming at him, wasn't he? He was screaming at him to do his run differently. To do, he was because like, you get to see that. I don't think you don't get to see managers be like that in normal games. I don't think in terms of be quite as clear about this is the tactical instruction I've been trying to give you. Will you please arc your run like this and make this run? And he really was, wasn't he? For three or four minutes, he was on his case,
2: saying, "I need this from you." Yeah, yeah. He, he was pointing to other players to tell him as well, so that, that he could get his instructions across. And yeah, there did seem to be a frustration there with him. It's not something that's been sort of picked up post-match. I think elsewhere there was there was, was bigger lines and there's people talking about how good Naby was and things like that and getting excited about him and rightly so. But but there is a story around around Divi that right now he's not shining and what does he do? Um, I think he got frustrated where he was in terms of the you know the pecking order if you like and that's why he went out on loan. But haven't come back and that wasn't great. Like what does he do now? I mean, yeah. I, and it's mad as well because you know I, I think with him, I, I'm still one of the ones that thinks there's something there. I think, but I, I get frustrated with him because you know you, you think back to the days where he's keeping storage out of the side and he's starting at Dortmund away, and it was it wasn't mad that by the manager he, he deserved to be there at that time. He was doing bits, he was scoring goals, he was he looked good, and you knew that there was you, you thought there's something that can be honed here in the in the player. And right now he looks a million miles away from that. It's, it's, it, is, it is It is strange to watch him, strange to watch him toil away uh, Other takeaways
1: from the game Gareth, I think it was possibly Klein's most assured 45 minutes I've seen since he's been back in You think he's going to be right in the reckoning there for, for West Ham But also it's Robertson who puts the ball in for Van Dijk If you haven't seen the goal, and I'm aware that a lot of you might not have done that that you know that it, the, the Liverpool work, work a set-piece back on the left-hand side They work it back towards Robertson Who puts a sweet, sweet ball in Arcs right the way in. Virgil six foot five. He's the biggest man in the penalty area, and he nods at home. It's it's right down the middle of the goal. To be honest with you, it was our keeper. We might be saying things like you would like maybe you'd like to see him get a hand on the same kind of. None of the
3: Dortmund defenders jump either. By the way, yeah. which I'll be asking questions about as well. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I mean I don't want to have a go, at Virgil, because he's a close personal
1: friend. But you know what <laughs> saying. Like,
3: but no, none of them jump do they? <laughs> which is no.
1: Nope. So Virgil's there, but having those two fullbacks, I think was interesting today in that first half. I think Robertson. You see the quality with the delivery, but I actually thought you saw. I think Klein's actually, for me, people have been talking about Klein in preseason. I've been watching him frustrated a little bit with his performances, but you felt like the step up in class straight away shows the step up in Klein's class. As soon as there's, 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 there's top flight footballers to deal with Gareth, you get the value of, well, that's what this fella offers us as a right back.
2: Yeah, and he's a good player, isn't he? I mean, you know, he was England's right back, and he sort of, you know, with his almost best part of a season out, he's become a bit of a sort of a forgotten man, but. I think he's got he's got every chance of starting because I think there's there's talk of Trent getting a little bit of a break, isn't he? And 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 if that's the case, then right back going if you like. And Gomez has sort of said that he would rather be a centre half. He's made that clear again. Although I'm sure he would play right back if picked, obviously. But yeah, I mean, Klein right now, you know, he was grafting today. I thought I thought it was obvious that he was grafting as well. I mean, you know. Said earlier about how difficult the conditions were, and you could see that with some players, and some players were struggling. And as I say, maybe that training session this morning got to them as well. But Klein looks like he knows he's got like he's another one, isn't he? Where he's got to take this chance, if you like. And, and he'll, he'll want to be first choice, he'll, he'll, he'll know that he's got sense there, and, and trend's likely to start very soon. So he's got to take this chance. And, and probably right now, you'd say, Well, he's, he's working up to it nicely, you know, you, you wouldn't be. If you were talking about West Ham and him starting, then you're all right with that, aren't you? You know what I mean? Um, Curtis Jones never fails to
1: impress, John. uh, As far as I'm concerned, I thought that you saw that across across his performance today. What I like about him, and I'm going to keep saying it, it, there's there's an economy about him. He's clearly of his age group, one of the very best players. But he's not acting like that, and I mean that as a positive. When he's playing with the more senior p- players, he very much is there and sees his role. You get the impression that he's at this stage of his career. If he's going to get an opportunity, it's to facilitate Nabi Kaita, it's to facilitate the players around him, it's to bring them into the game.
3: Yeah, it's he's got a great attitude, and I think that's testament to himself, and it's testament to the way they do with the academy. But also, I think it's it it's throughout the football club at the moment and. You know, a few times last season, I went out to to talk to Neil Critchley, who's under-23's manager, because, you know, we we did did it as part of Central League stuff, and hopefully we'll be doing more of that next year. And, you know, it's funny talking to, when you talk to Critch, and he says, basically, like, we tell them all the time, look how hard that first team work. You know, you might think you're a brilliant player, you might think you're the bee's knees or whatever, to call me father. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, you might think you are know, all that, but they're better than you. And look how hard they're working. And I think that, you know, that's great for Liverpool fans to see how hard the first team are working because we want them to. But also, you can't underestimate the tone that that sets throughout the football club. In that, if you're an emerging player, you know it's not it's not enough to just be talented. You know, you've you've, you've got to be more than that. Roberto Firmino's talented, but look what he's doing you know, yeah. Sadio Mane's talented but look how he's putting in, you know James Milner's won, you know pretty much everything he can win as a, as a, as a pro, but he's still winning the pre in this summer, you know, coming back at his you know, age and you know, I say that as a man, he's about five years older than him, and so, you know, he's I guess what I'm trying to say is that Curtis Jones will be looking at that and he'll be told that until so he comes in and you know he's not he's not you know he's he's got the skills. Look, he's a he's what they describe as a baller, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's you know he's he's he's, he's got all the, he's got the skills to pay the bills. He's he's got he's got a lot, you know. But but he's putting it in as well. He he's trying to win tackles. He's trying to you know. Put it in for the team. He's trying to press. He's he's playing the simple pass when he needs to. He's not being like, oh, you know, I need everyone to look at me every second. And he's it's mature is, is the word I guess. Uh, you know, I'm I'm talking about the houses a little bit on that. He's mature, mature performances we're seeing from him, and that's great because you know what I mean. A lad, a lad from Toki in central midfield like who doesn't
1: want that? No, it is. It is exactly what you want, and you got to see it. You got to see him be impressive. I want to do a little bit on the goalkeeper, um, Gareth, in that. You mentioned before, he's not he's he's poor for the third. They should score uh, in the first half. And we've we've addressed the core issue. You know, the club, we now know, it's quite very clear who Liverpool's number one is going to be. Liverpool's number one is going to be, you know, he is going to be the man we paid the, the world record fee for. He's going to be Liverpool's number one, we know that. But I'd struggle to actually see now with Karius. I think he just needs to go somewhere to make loads of saves. I think he just needs to go... <laughs> To a bottom ten club somewhere in a top league, where he's going to be called into duty time and time again, because this cannot be a battle of laughs for him. It just can't be, and and it's it's it's, it's painful. That he overstated a little bit, but I'm 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 almost at the point where I'm a bit worried about him. Yeah. He's now doing things that I just think you wouldn't normally be doing
2: that uh, Yeah, well, why we've been talking, he, he's done a post on his Instagram on his Instagram stories, and it says uh, to those who take joy in seeing other people fail or suffer a feel for you whatever it is that's happening in your life to hold this much anger and hate i pray that it passes and good things come to you uh, that's out of character for him, I mean, you don't, you don't see him do that, and in the past, we you know, we've levelled it at him that, in fact, he, he was too far the other way, you know, sticking videos of him out, modelling and all that kind of thing, sort of, was the wrong message for me, that says to me, it's all, it's all getting to him, it's all getting to him, and it's all proving a bit too much for him, and I kind of think, I agree with you that, it, it it's at the point now, just take him out of the fire online, stop playing him. You know, it's it's not it can't be good for his mental health. This he's not in a good state of mind, in a good place. And I get, I totally agree with you as well that he needs to go somewhere and, and play his footy and make some saves and, and get back to what he was. Um, because I think right now, being at Liverpool, even in a pre-season friendly, the spotlight is on you so much. Uh, you know, the, the instant sort of nature of society now as well, with with you know, social media as well, mean all as all as. Things will be highlighted every time he makes a mistake, and you know you had that in the ground again today. Any time the ball went near him, you know, ooh, and all this kind of thing. And he must sense that, he must know that he's playing with nerves. He's playing with, you know, his mental state isn't right to play as a footballer right now. And I just hope it's recognised at the club, and that you know, I, I just take him totally out of the picture right right now. You,
1: you mentioned there about the almost you hitting at the idea of duty of care. There's something that goes further in it, I think, in that now. I, listen, the club are completely right to buy Allison, And, I, you know, it, it, it's the right move. I'm made up we've done it. I'm made up we've done it. But even that, you know, it does yet again highlight goalkeeper is different because you can't play two of them. So, you know, if, if, if for instance, he'd been a centre-forward who'd missed seven chances and been a, been a nightmare in the Champions League final for whatever reason, and he's coming back and he looks a bag of nerves, well, if you're a centre-forward, you can maybe say, well, I can play out left. If you bought a new fella, you can go through all of this rigmarole. Now he's basically in this really weird situation where he's a placeholder a placeholder until the guy who we're all desperate to see come in who's, who already looks charismatic of anything got massive hands big gloves blah 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 it's it, it's a terrible situation to, for him to suddenly find himself in and now have to in America in front of 55,000 people play a game of football and keep doing that, I think it's a nightmare for him.
2: Yeah, it's really it's really difficult for him and I don't I don't get what it's for now do you know what I mean, like you say, we've paid the money we've bought the goalkeeper, we know that Alisson is, is going to be the number one and he's going to start the season and right now this isn't helping Karius in terms of rehabilitation it's just making things worse and you know, we've got some young keepers on the books um, the lads who came in um, Gravara he looked alright as well and, and, and I think it's more beneficial to him right now I'm Maybe to get some football and and enjoy himself and uh, you know and play with the first team and all that. Whereas with carriers, it's just making things worse.
3: You've only brought one keeper, which is mad. Like you've have only brought one goalie on this tour, which are, which I find, you know. We, the at the no, he's only brought one goalie, which is a fine mad. And I don't know I don't know what to think. It is like I think Gabbana maybe they want to get him out on loan or whatever, but you know, just Kelleher who plays, you just think like, you know, they bring young players on, you know, they brought Camacho Avenue and, and he's done all right. And, you know, you know, I just find it strange. He's, he's got two big games now to play. And as Robbo says, like, you know, I've, I've criticised Carriers as probably as much or more, not more than anyone, but I don't want to see someone struggle mentally. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's tough. And he obviously is having issues in terms of mental health and he needs he needs a break. He needs a break from everything. He needs to, you know, if this was a if you were working with someone who was who was struggling, you'd say go and take a break, I'd like, take some time off, and you know, in any in any line of work, and 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 speak to someone, get get right, like, come back when you're ready. That's what you'd do. He's not just in a workplace. He's in he's the Liverpool Football Club. You know, he's he's and he's, we're throwing him. I think we're. Look, I feel like I don't want to criticise the, the club too much on it because they, I think they're trying their best and they're maybe thinking, well, you know, you, you know, if he has a good game. It was, look, it was nearly a penalty shootout tonight, wasn't it? We are five minutes away from it. He saves two in there. Maybe they're thinking, well, he's, you know, he's, a, he's not a, quite a hero because it's preseason, but you know what I mean? They're, they're trying to, I mean, they're, they're doing what they think's best for them, but I mean, that, that Instagram is worrying for me and it's worrying in terms of someone who's, who's seeing people struggle and he just looks like he's struggling.
1: It does. It does indeed look hard, looks painful for him. Uh, hopefully he'll come the other
2: side very quickly. Standout performer of the night? Uh, patches from Kaita, wasn't it? Um, although I thought he was one of the ones I mentioned there. earlier, maybe tired a little bit. I'd have to say Sturridge again. <laughs> 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 I, 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 and, it, and it's one of them, you know, you mentioned before about him, him sort of pulling you back in. But I've seen what the manager said afterwards as well. And like, you know, he sort of said... When he's fit, there's absolutely no doubt in his quality. And, and you're seeing that again. And I just thought, you know, he was one of them where you thought, we mentioned the step up in class and, you know, and the was in terms of the opposition that you're playing against. Um, and he didn't look out of place, did he? And, you know, the, the, the bit of skill in the ball to Ojo was fantastic. Um, and look, I know, and probably someone will tweet me and say, oh, shut up, lad. How many times have we said this but Just maybe. You know what I mean? You've been You've been a no. Genuinely though, if people, anyone does tweet, you've been a big sort of
1: skeptic. We talked about it on the flight. We did it on the show last night when we were in Charlotte having a great time. Thank you to everyone who came. You were very much, you are a Sturridge sceptic and I'm looking at you now and it, like he's, you'll always pull me back in, don't get me wrong. As far as Sturridge is concerned, I'm, I'm a dreadful lad, you know what I mean? I'll go, I'll go to the ends of the earth for him. So I'm not, I'm not a good barometer for this, but he is pulling you back in.
2: He is pulling me back in, yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, he's a lovely footballer he's got a great touch. We, we watched the training the other day, he was fantastic in that as well. And it was just like, and he looks in great shape as well. It looks like, you know, he's been grafting in the gym and, and, and getting himself in a good place. I just hope that you know, for his sake as well, uh, as much as Liverpool's that you know it, it, it doesn't all go wrong again and, and that he, he picks something up. It, it'd be nice to see him fit and fire, and because I think he can be, he can, he can be something for Liverpool, particularly at the start of the season.
1: Okay, John, you're not not performer. I mean,
3: you know, I, I think a word needs to be said for myself for my performance in the mix zone, but um, <laughs> if, if that's not too arrogant. But, you know, uh, as, as part of the actual 90 minutes of football, Kaito for me, I think, you know, is, he just makes it look all so easy. It's effortless. And I, as I say, I think, I think pub fans should be really excited about about him and, and what he can do for us next season because he was gliding and passed people tonight like I haven't really seen from him in the field. If, you know, and yeah, I'm just really excited to, to see him next year. I
1: think he's going to be a top player for Liverpool. Uh, excellent stuff. Talking to people who make it look effortless, people who glide past people, people who just run the matter. That's John Gibbons in the mix, so. Uh, and we've got our three interviews now around that a sort of about stuff.
0: Charlotte
1: first, Should we let's have a chat about Charlotte? In that I'm I'm i in the middle of writing my piece and I'm saying John, what I loved what I've loved about Charlotte is the extent to which Charlotte is dominated by Liverpool. This weekend, very much, you know, Liverpool have come to Charlotte and they've controlled. I think the control's the wrong word. They've dominated the Charlotte Charlotte universe. Yeah. The biggest thing that's happening this weekend in Charlotte is Liverpool are playing. It's not even about Dortmund. It's about Liverpool, and it's been crystal clear. And I, I, we've had a ball. Yeah,
3: there was a thing, there was a story, wasn't there, over the last couple of days about the fact that Manchester City played in Chicago and it didn't even make the Chicago Tribune. In fact, it didn't even list it as one of the football games taking place that day Don't on telly.
4: <laughs>
3: um, but you know that, I mean, that's me teasing my city a little bit from, but for me like you know it's been great coming here it's been great seeing all the red shirts it's been great the fact that people have travelled I think like because we're in the south army, we we're officially in the south and I didn't kind of realise that until I got here and you see the kind of the culture and you, you hear people talking because you know it's just a yeah exactly you're all yeah it's just a you know, it's it was just a bit bit further down from New York for me, but we are in the south, and I mean, they're proud that the Liverpool have come, and the south has really come out and, and kind of represented and supported us clubs. Like we had a really nice bunch with the people from LFC rally this morning, and uh, I say nice boozy. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a more accurate way to do it. heavy, <laughs> and you know, and and know uh LFC Atlanta have have brought a real big crew in, and, and lots and lots of sports clubs have come out and supported this tournament, no matter kind of where they're from, really, and it's been it's been cool. But as you say, like, you know, Dortmund did a big draw in America as well. Like, I'm, I was surprised how many Dortmund fans there were in the ground, you know, you know, still when they scored, you know, it was like, I wouldn't say it was quite like a home end, but it was it was 50-50, I would say, and, and I was surprised. I thought it would be much more Liverpool, but obviously there's the such factor, but also, you know, Dortmund did a successful club, so... <coughs> Sorry, so they got a big following here, but yeah, no, it's been really cool. And as you say, footy's dominated. It's been a party. I made up the, the stuff's gone well for the uh, boss lads and, and and seeing like you know Jamie playing in front of fifteen hundred people uh, last night. You know, seeing the videos of that, like you know, it's it's good for him because he's a he's a nice kid. And so yeah, we've had a blast and a nice one to Charlotte for being so nice and nice one to everyone who's come up and said how much they enjoy what we do and how. they listen on the commutes and stuff like that because like I said on the live show last night without people like that like we're just five idiots talking to a microphone
1: we are still five idiots talking to a microphone (laughs) but Gareth it is it it strikes me that there is it's a gorgeous place like it's a new city and it feels like a new city. It's a city that's growing very very fast i was talking to one before who said who said who said to me 80 people a day moved to charlotte and it is quite the hub and it's interesting when john mentions the south because this is it, it's a bit of a hub for the south on this on this coast of america and you feel as though it's there's, there's a vibrancy there that's sort of grown on us over the course of the weekend
2: yeah definitely I, I think when we first got here we were a bit like well where is everyone um, because, you know, it, it's heavily built on business and banking and things like that, isn't it? And, I, and I, I kind of just thought, well, maybe we're in the business bit of the city or something and, and it's a little bit dead at the weekend. But what's been really good for me is the way it's, it's been brought alive by the football. Um, and we walked, through, we walked through the city before to come back here to record this. And like all the bars are bouncing, there's people everywhere, the parks are full of people. And like, you know, you can see in that stadium that we were in today and I thought it was a fantastic stadium. And and the facilities there were brilliant. And, like, you know, the the leg room and a little cup holder for your bevy. And, you know what I mean? And you just kind of think, like, this is what it could be like if if people weren't knobheads about football back home. And, you know, why can't you have a drink at the match? Why do you get treated in a certain way? We all
1: drank in the sight of the pitch and nothing terrible
2: happened. Exactly. And and honestly, (laughs) there's kids there.
4: Quite the opposite.
2: (laughs) You know, it was really nice. And and so you can see, even though it's, as you say, new city, I mean I go I googled like what is Charlotte famous for and it, it literally come up on one list for having no history. Um so it, it is a new city but it, it it's you know sport is at, is right at the centre of it and you know there's a baseball ground there, there's 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 obviously that NFL ground that we're in today. Um and, and it I enjoyed being in like you used went off didn't you and and went behind the goal and I just stayed where I was. And like because it was you're on, know, I was on my own for a little bit. I you'd end up sort of getting into conversations and you know looking around, people watching a little bit, and and it was good. to it was good to watch all these people enjoying a game of footy and the fact that you know Dortmund and Liverpool have come out here, and uh, it was just a nice thing to see. Do you know what I mean? I, I I think coming here and seeing it for yourself is is a much different experience to sort of sitting at home and, and, and talking about it. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, I'm, I'm more and more getting into the idea of these. I mean, once upon a time, I can remember me and you having a conversation where we're like, from a sports science perspective, from a, you know a preparation for the season perspective, it's ridiculous that they to doing thousands of miles in pre-season. But now you see, you know, the flip side, of it, flip side of it by coming over here. Yeah, and I think
3: you know you you seen that today, and we we've been to a couple of today. I mentioned the Valley Sports Club, we also went to Balcombe Murphy's by a fantastic guy called Mark who's who's, an Irish fella who really looked after us so thanks to him but you know just what it means to him to have Liverpool come to literally his doorstep What it I mean you can see the stadium from his bar and you know he's moved out here and and for whatever reason and and set up and, and he's like you know to have Liverpool come twice for him is like you know it's it's a real gift and so yeah, the people here are made up, and that are made up. that Liverpool have come, and it's cool that you know there's free dates and spread across. You know, it's one coast, but it's you know it's it's from the south right to the top. I mean, you can't get much higher than an but It's partly Canada, is it in? So a lot of people are going to get to see Liverpool. And, and look, you know, it's not the most serious game in the world. Like we've been told to people, they're not soft. You know, they know that. You know. Every, <laughs> loads of Americans who are supposed to say oh the most important thing is no injuries you know they're, they're saying that that's maybe the first, only time they're going to watch Liverpool this season they're saying like oh just don't want to do it and get injured so you know they know it but but it is cool and it's felt like especially when Liverpool can take over like you said Neil that like they have in Charlotte you know that'd be a bit more difficult it's in New York because they've got other stuff going on but like when you know this weekend Liverpool the centre of Liverpool Football Club's universe has been Charlotte's, and
5: Charlotte's loved it what I've loved, um, I, uh, uh, what I've loved throughout the trip is that when you're talking to these people within the supporters clubs, there's a theme that emerges every single time, and it's that they're meeting people through Liverpool Football Club. So, like quite often, when you talk to them, they say that they know. They know the guy beside them because they met two years ago uh, in San Francisco or four years ago in Charlotte, and and they've kept in contact and they've uh, they've become friends through supporting Liverpool. And you know, uh, the first night we got here, we were speaking to people from the San Francisco supporters club who had who had driven and they were going to all three games, and 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 they were there meeting people from the Charlotte Reds and and who they'd met from these games. And I love that. It's, it's like this little sort of fraternity that they've they they're, they're building these relationships through supporting Liverpool football club and I think that's lovely
3: yeah, I, I mean I was t- talking to some guys in Murphy's from Alabama and they're driving back tonight so like you know safe travels and all that like but like one of those guys who only started start at Liverpool this like in the last season and he said like oh these guys put me on to them and uh, you know and you've got to start somewhere haven't you like you know you, people might be quite snobby about that but it's we're like wedding anniversaries isn't it we can't all you don't start on 25 do you know what <laughs> I mean it's, it's true isn't it you got to love your, your first one your second one and, and go from there and he only started sporting Liverpool in the last season he said and it was his mate who were with him who got him into it but he was like I didn't expect to get into it this much but like it's full boss and I was like yeah it is mate <laughs> <laughs> You're right. and he was like yeah it's, it's brilliant like he can't believe like how much he was into it and now he's pounding his trips to Anfield and stuff and he was like maybe I'll go next year you know and he was sort of like nudging all the like maybe we'll go next year you know and, and that was cool and, and yeah the whole thing's been great and, and we've had a really good time and I can't believe we're only
5: on day two I mean, we've got a lot to, to go. Can we can we talk about John's mixer on now? Like and I know I know. Not not to the uh, yeah, to so like obviously you'll hear the interviews but like I just wanna say like just wait for the cl- the moment he sings Clavan 17 to Clavan because like I was in tears of laughter at it. That's not
1: be on this show.
5: It it will be. I've got it I've got it, I've got it I've got it I've got it I've got it edited in at the at the very end. So there's Klopp, there's uh there's Lalana, there's Van Dyke, but there's also Ojo and uh the little bit where John <laughs> John basically we, we we talked, we said that uh, you've got all the serious journalists and then you've got um, us doing drunk mix on and, and I think that's what I think that's what the players liked it like one of the one of the best moments of the trip so far is Adam Lalana was walking past and he'd already spoken to quite a few journalists and John said oh can I get a quick word and, and he said ah oh, I've already uh, you know I've already I've already did a few interviews and and, but John had said, you know, with the Anfield rap, and then he turned, I, he'd walked past him, he turned and he said, oh, is it the rap? And then he came back and he spoke to us, and, and I just thought, that's unbelievable, like the fact that, you know, the the players are getting on to, to fan media, and they're, they're taking notice and they're, you know, they care what we think and and they're on it, and, and I'm sure they're talking about it, like you guys did Henderson last year in, in Hong Kong, and, you know, I'm sure that Lalana spoke to Henderson about that, but it's the fact that, you know, they are all on it and they, and they understand it, but yeah,
1: I love the idea that they've gone what about drunk Mick Zone when they've all got on the bus there they've gone I'll tell you what the mixone Zone was a bit dull but then I got to the, the, the lads who were smashed <laughs> and it really took off as far as I was concerned
5: for Virgil van Dyke, listen to the Virgil van Dyke one because it's like it's like him and uh, it's like John and Virgil had known each other for years the way they're like laughing at each other I've just listened to it back and he's just like they're av- just having a lovely time with each other And but I think that was that was one of the things that I noticed
2: they're all going like to you speak to the fella who stank a booze <laughs> oh yeah 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 he sang at me you know and i like fuck off that, he did
5: <laughs> but i think i think that's what i think that's what's good about us and it's it's just something different like we were talking about it the, the journalists are asking questions for a line because they need a story and that's fair enough because that's that's what they need to do that's the job but we just want to hear how like how boss it is to play for liverpool and like and you know to, to be able to sing their songs back to
1: them and you know that kind of thing but
5: yeah.
2: A-
1: absolutely, we are seconds away, we are days away from John asking a player what he has when he goes to Chinese. <laughs> That's where we are now with the Anfield rap. Uh, so let's play in all those Mixzone stuff back to back, thank you very much indeed to Gareth and
2: John. Lastly to Craig, go on Gareth. I've got, I've got one more thing that I just want to say, it's like semi-serious but it's back to when we were talking about You know, um, the, the people we've met and the, and the conversations we've had. I know that, you know, people will remain cynical, uh, certain people will remain cynical about the idea of, you know, international supporters and all that. Um, I've said it before, but, you know, like, I've, I've probably had my eyes open about, you know, the dedication that goes into supporting Liverpool from some of these. But also, I really enjoyed the conversation I had with uh, a girl called Kerry the other night, who does, it like, she's a travel blogger. And the reason she ended up supporting Liverpool is she came to Liverpool to do the travel blog, to, which is a, a, a day job, if you like, fell in love with the city and then latterly fell in love with the football club and and now is a big, big red. Um, but what I liked about the conversation I had with her is that, you know, as well as being a big red, she, support, she literally supports the city, defends yeah. the city to other people. You know, she said, even in America, people will throw cliches around about mm-hmm. Liverpool, about the stereotypes around the city that remain. And she's challenging them on our behalf, if you like. I mean, how brilliant is that? That someone in America is saying to someone else in America, no, no, you've got the wrong impression, it's a great city, you should go there, you should visit it, you should see it, you should delight in it, and that's absolutely brilliant for me.
1: Okay, excellent stuff, uh, completely agree with Gareth on that one, hope you've really enjoyed this show in our hotel bar, uh, as we're just sort of sitting here now, we're going to get ourselves back out I think once we get all this uploaded and with no. you, uh, it's true John, <laughs> as unlikely as it may seem, let's get on with all of that, and uh, here is all of the stuff from Drunk Mix Zone.
3: Very quick for the Anfield up, Liverpool fans. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. You should talk as well, man. <laughs> <laughs> <For> doing nothing. <laughs> Virgil, you, 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 you love a Mo Salah there, you scored the goal, you showed them how it was done, those strikers.
6: Exactly, yeah, uh, no. He's <laughs> <laughs> still having a, a bit of a break. He's coming back next week, so hopefully he starts scoring again as so. well.
3: Do you, do you think about how many goals you want to score in a season, seriously, do you, have, do you set yourself a target? Do you think, you know, you're a big guy, you go for corners or do you, do you worry about stuff like that?
6: I don't worry about that, I worry <laughs> about the defence and hopefully, you know, getting as much clean sheets as possible and uh, that's, that's the main part, obviously scoring a goal is always, always nice and I try that, um, hopefully it will happen more often than I did in the last couple of months.
3: You haven't been at Liverpool that long. It feels like you're a, a proper Liverpool player now. But it's only January. You you probably settled. You enjoying the area. Do you enjoy the city?
6: Yeah, I enjoy every bit of it. Uh, you know, it's, been, it's been fantastic for me and my family. And uh, without the boys, without the help of, of my teammates, the staff, and everything, you know, it wouldn't be that easy as it is right now. And um, it's all now down to the work on the pitch, and uh, that's what I'm trying to do as well.
3: And a word on Alisson. You've got a new goalkeeper playing behind you as well. He's a world record free. Uh, I presume you've seen him play excited to play with him?
6: Yeah, you know He, lo- <laughs> he looks like a very good goalkeeper uh, He's massive, isn't he? is nearly as big as you? I think he's bigger than me To be fair <laughs> but, uh, No, yeah It's uh, Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see I think you meet up next week So we'll see And uh, start working together And um, You know It's going to be uh, It's going to be Interesting, Uh, we'll see how it goes.
3: And last question, obviously with Liverpool fans' sights, what should Liverpool fans expect for next season? Should we be optimistic? Should we be thinking about glory? You know we love to dream.
6: Yeah, um, we try, we try. And uh, I'm not going to, it's not good to talk about uh, the future too much. And uh, I think we just, hopefully we're going to, you know, enjoy it as we did last year, but hopefully with something uh, to celebrate
3: As long as you score again against Everton, maybe we'll be happier. (laughs) Adam, just one minute for the on-field wrap, oh, if you don't mind. I oh, I know it. Yeah, yeah the on-field oh, I'll cheers, top man. Yeah. It's recording, so we'll be dead quick. Um, Adam, you're looking sharp in pre-season, I think, mate, Are you feeling good?
7: Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, listen, pre-season's perfect for me, exactly what I need. Just time to get fit and find my rhythm, and I think that's my four forty-five 45 minutes now. Um, and I'm feeling good, even even in that heat. It, you know, it was, it was tough out there at times. Obviously, it's the same f- for both teams, and... Um, you know, it's in it's in the bank, and another couple of strong sessions tomorrow, another couple of strong games out here, and um, I'm just excited to be to be back out and, and, feel, and feeling good.
3: I'm sure it's been a bit of a frustrating time for you. you. Must have had mixed emotions watching the England boys in the summer, thinking you should have been there. You just waiting to go now. You're just looking at next season and thinking, like, you know, you want to show the, the brilliant player we know you are.
7: Yeah, listen, you can't you can't dwell on on the past. Um, I supported England as a fan in the summer. And, you know, my best mate was there playing ever so well. Um, so yeah, I was I was supporting them just just like you. Um, I'm sure I'll I'll be back with the squad uh, come the next next friendlies in, in September, I think. But I'm just focusing now and getting getting my body right. And, and it is, you know, I'm, I'm I'm lasting out there. I'm feeling good out there. Um, um, but it's just about getting my rhythm back now, and, and that will come with games.
3: A couple of new signings that Liverpool fans are excited about uh, in midfield, Fabinho and Naby Keita, you've seen them very closely, how good are they and how excited should us Liverpool fans be about them?
7: Listen, they're they're settling in very well, Um, both got very good qualities and it's been great for them to be with us from the beginning of the pre-season because I've been there once, it's it's not easy to settle in, Um, obviously I was fortunate enough to speak the language, whereas Na- Na- I don't think Naby speaks the language. You know, Fab speaks a little bit more, um, but it just gives them time to, to settle in and bond with the lads. Um, so i would be very excited if I was Liverpool fans. Um, you know, they just can't wait to get going.
3: Last question. Um, obviously, Gegen seems to prefer a four-three-three. Now you've played in both the midfield three and the forward three. Where do you see yourself moving forward, primarily playing?
7: Yeah, I think I think if you want to see, you know, the, the, the best out of me it's probably in, in the midfield three. Um, but listen, that speaking selfless, selfishly, um, I'll, I'll play wherever the boss wants me to play. And I've proven that before where I play in the front three or the middle three. Um, so, yeah, wherever, wherever you ask me to play. Oh, it's great to have you back, right, mate. Cheers, mate.
3: Yeah, obviously, we always aim to win the game. You didn't do that yeah. today, but the fans are incredible. Does it still yeah. surprise you, the support all around the world at Liverpool? have?
4: I thought um, now today was really exceptional. So that uh, we had a few games, it was nice in Sydney. So since I'm in, uh, we had in, in, in Hong Kong last year, nice um, atmospheres. That's true. Here was, to be honest, it was exceptional. So, and um, that's cool. Uh, I know that uh, that the club is big, I said, but uh, it's not surprised me. But it's rather that it uh, it gets always another confirmation. Ah, yes, here as well, here as well. So it's nice. And that's then for me the problem actually, you are here and then uh, all the people are there and you, I, I, I want to win the game then. Eh? So we could have won the game, obviously, we should have, if you want. Um, game after your know, final business, after 65 minutes, what would have been a, a proper <laughs> time today, because it was really hard. Eh? Um, then if you then 3-0 and lead, then I think it's, nobody can really moan about that. But uh, now we have to work with that result and we will do that and it's all good.
3: In terms of preparation, I know you'd probably be rather running them into ground than a German training camp or something, but when you're out here, you must think that this is pretty cool, actually. So, you know, all the supporters to come out, not just for the game, but things like open training and coming to the hotel, and
4: it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, but we try to do I, I know I heard a little bit that the people in Liverpool are not 100% happy about that because obviously we don't do things like that in Liverpool. The pro- we know that. But it's, the problem is, was yesterday, but it was only 1,000. I don't know how many people, maybe. Thousand or two thousand—I have no clue how many people it was. Yeah, and Last it, yeah, yeah, and it's—it's it's already difficult security-wise. If they go nuts, then we have a problem. So. What we try to do, and that's actually the, the last game of the preseason, is for instance, like a season opener. We want to give back for the people in Liverpool. We know it's difficult, but we don't want to give the people the feeling that in, in the USA and Asia we are really close to people. We aren't closer there. Uh, we only we live in a hotel and not at home, so we come in front of the hotel and people are there. So that's a big difference. And we tried to do with the game against Torino, we, we tried to do something uh, different like in the last year. So uh, to, to, to open it really for the Liverpools. Supports from Liverpool or the, or the, or the area, around, I don't know, cities around, and um, hopefully they, they take that because I don't think that people fly in from all over the world then to Liverpool and to see that game, hopefully. So we want to involve that in the next two years, that we have really kind of a season opener, but for that we need to have the players around. If we do that really as a season opener, the first you have the preseason. then I come in and the people only know four players, that <laughs> makes not too much <laughs> sense. So but we, we, we know about the problem and we will work on that. Okay.
3: Say so how are you doing this preseason tour um, out in America. I know it's your second time you've been out there. Are you, are you, are you enjoying the fans? Are you enjoying being out here?
0: Um, yeah, obviously we've been, only been here for a couple of days, but um, you know it's been really good, and uh, you know the fans have been really good to us since, since we've been here. And I, you know, I think it's just taking each game as it comes you know trying to get our fitness up and getting ready for the season
3: you had a big chance second half it was a good save are you, are you conscious that you, you you want to be scoring goals in these season games to kind of get the manager's head or are you just trying to do your own thing and see what happens
0: um, yeah no nah, I'm just trying to do my, my own thing you know help, obviously help the team um, you know, I feel like goal scoring and, and obviously stuff like that obviously that's, that's what I want to be doing but it's not the most important thing you know for the team and Obviously, I just want to keep um, trying to impress the manager and, and go from there. You know, it was a good chance, you know, on another on another day, I would have scored it. So, you know, just keep looking forward. You play a lot
3: with Daniel Sturridge and you seem to enjoy that. Is he someone you look up to? Is he someone who gives you advice generally about um, about football generally?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, me and Daniel have got a lot closer, you know, over the couple of years. and. And, you know, it's definitely someone, you know, that I like to play with. Obviously, you know, um, whenever I make a run off him or, or, you know, we can link up well. Um, You know, I think, you know, we we created a couple of chances um, today from that. And, you know, hopefully in the next couple of games we can do the same.
3: And next season, obviously, there's a few guys going out on loan. Harry Wilson's gone out, uh, maybe one or two more. Has the boss spoken to you about what he wants from you next season?
0: Um, No, I haven't haven't spoken to the boss yet. Um, You know, I'm just trying to keep my head down and... And just work hard for the team and, you know, obviously get fit in pre-season and be as sharp as I can and, you know, take it as, as it comes. Well, good luck. I'm waiting for cool, man, Thank
3: you. Cheers. And uh, just generally, uh, we're a fan site. So have you heard the song for you, Clavin Seventeen? Do you know that one? No. Can you sing it? <laughs> it's and <Clabin'> Seventeen.
6: <laughs> it sounds like a good one. So. <laughs> I, I don't want to sing uh, anymore. I've got shy, Wagner. Okay. now. I have to look it up.
1: <laughs>
3: no, it's good. Look
6: it cool. up. Cool
1: that was the Anfield app this week I really hope you've enjoyed it. it is an association with Red Spell. we're very pleased to partner with them uh, if you've got the opportunity to do so uh, do come to our shows in New York in Detroit in Belfast and in Dublin we've had an absolute ball uh, in Charlotte the show was the business and we really want to take that right the way across and, and share it with as many people as possible so you know it's not a normal podcast it's not a sit-down affair it's not slow my god is it not slow it's very very quick indeed uh, it rattles right the way through uh, so if you would like to come and see the Anfield app live you can do so just find, out, find us On sea tickets, if you're going to be in New York, in Detroit, in Belfast, or in Dublin, that's been the Anfield Rap this week. Thank you very much to everyone who's contributed, everyone who's come and talked to us in Charlotte as well. Uh, We'll see you very soon.
4: Sports Social Podcast Network.